Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Xin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shinning and welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I'm going to talk about how to increase your chances of success at whatever you do. This is domain area agnostic, so whether you are in employment, owning your own business or a student, as long as you need to make decisions, this podcast is for you. According to Annie Duke, poker champion, author of Thinking in Bets, compares decision-making in real life to poker. Actually, if you don't know how to play poker and therefore think you cannot relate, don't worry, it's actually quite simple. Basically, it's like any card game where you need to make decisions only based on partial information. So whether you win in the game or not is dependent on your skills and also luck. Therefore, according to Annie, any decision you make is like making a bet based on the available information you have. For example, you are faced with a job offer and you have to decide whether to leave your current job in a global MNC where it's pretty comfortable but getting slightly boring or accept the offer that gives you more exposure, but the company is a startup and therefore smaller in size and less established. Whether you eventually choose to stay or leave is like you're placing a bet that the decision will lead you to the outcome that you expect. I'm not a gambler, nor do I suggest that you take it up, but I'm intrigued by the metaphor of betting to improve decision making, and here's why. Firstly, your chances of success will likely increase over time if and only if you bother to learn. If you think of life as a series of bets, with each bet, you theoretically get more insights about factors that you were not aware of in the previous bet. If you reflect and learn, then what it means is that you will increase your chances in the next round. This brings to mind a scene in a Hong Kong drama series that I watched when I was still a kid. The story was about two very good friends who subsequently turned into enemies. In one scene, it was revealed that one of the guys couldn't swim and nearly drowned, but was fortunately saved by his friend who found out about his Achilles heel. As the drama unfolded, the guy who could swim schemed against the guy who couldn't and wanted to kill him by drowning him. Unknown to him, the latter had already secretly learned how to swim in preparation for the day that his frenemy would use his weakness against him. Somehow, this scene stuck in my head, and my takeaway is, don't waste insights about your own setback. Make the best use of it, because you don't know when the same situation will strike again. This story became very deeply ingrained in me and affected the way I made decisions about my career. I call it FOMA. It's fear of missing again. 
not fear of missing out, which is FOMO. Early in my career as a young consultant, the going was very tough because of long hours, demanding clients and having to juggle between delivery and supporting sales. But as a young person, I also wasn't sure whether I was the issue or is it the company and the work. Whenever I wanted to throw in the towel, I would remember the Hong Kong story. What if I go into the next job and I'm faced with a similar situation? If I don't learn to resolve the issues in this job, then I may be faced with it in the next job. So I stayed on for a very long time until I felt that I had metaphorically learned how to swim. And when I started teaching in a university, someone in the executive education department sent me an email to ask me whether I was interested to teach something about integrative thinking, teaching leaders how to keep opposing ideas in mind. I had no idea what he was talking about and eventually passed on the opportunity. But I found the whole notion of holding opposing thoughts very interesting and could be relevant for my change management training. More importantly, I thought that if one day someone were to offer me such an opportunity again, I don't want to MIA or miss it again. So I thought I sought out books that talked about decision-making and challenging assumptions. And eventually, I learned a lot from the books Decisive um, by the Heath Brothers and Flexible Thinking by Leonard Middeloff. Although no one has asked me again to teach integrative thinking, what I learned has significantly influenced my current podcast show as well as how I teach the change management and business model classes. My FOMA attitude also played out when I was starting my own change management consultancy company. In my job as a change management consultant, I had tons of questions about the way I'm practicing change management. Like, why is that change management team is always asked to fix poor adoption issue when it's apparently a problem of poor product design? And does completion of all the change management activities in the methodology mean that the change is successful? Why is change management a separate work stream when actually everyone with touch points with the stakeholders should be responsible to manage the change? So when I started Change Voyage Consulting with Stacy, we knew we wanted to deliver change management differently from what we had seen, even though at the start we weren't clear about what the differences would be. Over the years, we held those questions and did a lot of research and reflections and got answers to many of them, which helped us create our own unique niche in the market. Sometimes I feel like I'm a garanguni of questions, the more the merrier. And I feel a lot of joy getting questions because it means that I'm able to learn and increase my chances of getting it right the next time. Someone once asked me a question. State one word that describes you. Without batting an eyelid, I said, question. Remember, it's question, not questionable. You may be thinking that learning automatically takes place after you have experienced something. If you heard my podcast, It's Not My Fault, you would know that it's not so easy because of self-serving bias and distinguishing what is due to luck and what is due to your skills. Secondly, the metaphor of betting begets the question, 
when you bet, how sure are you? I remembered when we were kids and we wanted to challenge our friends to something like whether your math teacher will give homework at the end of the class, we would say, how? Want to bet or not? And when someone gives us that want to bet or not challenge, it would make us think twice about how valid our claim is. Assuming you are going to make an important decision now, maybe it's whether you should go into a partnership with a few friends. If you were asked to rate it from 1 to 10, how sure you are that it will succeed, the number that you choose represents the likelihood that it will be successful, meaning it could also have a chance of being unsuccessful. And if someone challenges you to bet that you'll be successful, what you would do is to scrutinise your basis of believing in that decision. You may start to realise that there are information that you need to be surer. But you do not have the information at this point in time. Maybe you will focus only on whether you could work well with your friends, but you ignore considering whether there is really a market for the products or services that you want to sell. Or maybe you will focus on whether you have enough money to fund the venture as well as provide for the family, and you ignore considering the motivations of the other partners in the venture. Do all partners have the same motivation and therefore are committed to work towards the same goal? The phrase want to bet somehow has this magical effect of making you focus on what I call the dealmaker and dealbreaker factors, which we may have been blindsided to. So in this episode, we look at how do you increase your chances of success in making decisions. Think about your decision as a bet on the outcome. Did you miss out important information that would change the probability of the outcome occurring? Or have you learned from your past decisions to improve on your upcoming ones? Do you have FOMA? I hope you have taken away some useful tips from today's podcast. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-Q-U-A-R-E-A-P-P-L-E. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.